Tank from New Jersey. It's the SNL Nerds, the show where two comics from New Jersey nerd out about Saturday Night Live. I'm your co-host, Darren Patterson. And I'm your co-host, John Trumbull. How you doing, co-host John Trumbull? Uh, I'm doing okay, co-host Darren Patterson. That was that was some that was some Shatnerian pauses you had there in the intro. I made some choices. I made yeah. some choices. Like uh, you know, I, you got to switch it up. You got to keep it fresh. I was like, is his mic going out? What's going on? Is <laughs> is he being dramatic? I don't know. I, yes, I'm pausing for dramatic effect, good sir. This is okay. This is what they taught us in Juilliard. Oh, okay, okay. Yes, you went. You went to Juilliard. Um. Uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, um, I, I saw the YouTube videos and I got the gist from that, I think. Sure. No, no, that counts. That's the same as going to Juilliard. Yeah. I, I followed Juilliard on uh, TikTok. Yeah. So like, I figure like, oh, okay, I got it. I don't need to pay that crazy, uh, that crazy tuition. Yeah. 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 Why well, drive yourself nuts with the auditioning and stuff? You know, you can just watch a few uh, TikToks and get the gist. Yeah, exactly. You know, you can teach yourself at home. Everybody's doing it now. Mm-hmm. That's how we that's how we do it, guys. Yep. Right. Yep, yep, yep. yep. This so, is how we do it. So we are here as we are want to do, uh, to talk about the latest episode of SNL. And this week we thought we'd do season forty eight, episode three, with Megan the Stallion hosting and musical guesting. This is from October fifteenth, twenty twenty two. So Yes. So uh, you folks can play along at home. Absolutely. Uh, Megan Pete, a.k.a. Megan V. Stallion. This is uh, her second appearance on SNL. The first time uh, she was the musical guest when uh, Chris Rock hosted. Yeah, and, that was uh, premiere, right? Uh, yes, that was a season premiere of last year, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So now this is a, this is a big comma for her. Now she's hosting and musicaling. Yes, musical guesting. Yes, I believe that's the uh, technical term for it. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, uh, um, I mean, overall, just, like, right off the top, I, it seems like people online weren't wild about this episode, but I, I didn't think it was, I thought it was okay, but there was a, we'll get into it, but there was, like, a, there were a few, uh, issues I had with it, but, I mean, a lot of it, honestly, surprisingly, were, uh, were technical issues, like, uh, oh. I mean, like, I mean, I don't, for those that saw it live, you probably they probably cleaned it up in the YouTube version. But if you saw it live, you saw there were a good amount of camera issues. Like the the cameraman was on the wrong person. Like when they weren't talking, they were on somebody else. Mm. And sound issues too. There were, but we'll get into it. But um, yeah, overall, I thought this episode was better than the Miles Teller. Not as good as Brendan Gleeson. Uh huh. Yeah, I I probably agree with that. I I guess um. I watched this on Peacock, so I didn't. I don't think I saw the as many technical issues as you did. So uh, maybe we'll, you know, maybe they subbed in the dress for mm. some some of the live sketches. I don't know. Maybe we'll find out and uh, I, see yeah. if our if our perceptions differ. Mm, different perceptions. Yeah. Here on the SNL nerds. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. Should we? Should we do it? Should we dive in? Let's do it! Okay, we got... Uh, first off, we have the cold open. Uh, they're doing the January 6th final hearing. Uh, we have Keenan as Benny Thompson, Heidi as Liz Cheney. Uh, she had a nice little monologue about how uh, 
you know, people wonder where she gets her spine from. And it's basically because I was raised by Dick Cheney. Yes. My father's a monster. Yeah. You know, I've got big Dick Cheney energy. I, I like that turn of phrase. Not bad. Uh, not bad. That was that was funny. That was cute. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Had Mikey Day in there. Um, we had uh, Chloe as Nancy Pelosi on the phone call saying she wanted to punch Donald Trump. And, uh, you know, same. Uh, yeah, not a not a bad Pelosi impression. I, I'm impressed with her Pelosi. Uh, also, I really liked them casting uh, Sarah Sherman as Chuck Schumer. I got a kick out of that. That was yeah. funny. Yeah, we don't have Moffat anymore, so now uh, now we got Sarah. She's doing impressions now. Not too bad. Unexpected choice to replace Moffat as Chuck Schumer, but I I really enjoyed her take on it. Right. Uh, Andrew Dismukes is Adam uh, Kinzinger. And James Austin Johnson making a sort of cameo as Trump sitting on the gold toilet and doing his word salad sort of thing. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I did. A, I, I will admit, like the funniest part of that, uh, James Austin Johnson's Trump is at the end when he's like, you know, he's ranting about everything and he's on the phone with people saying, oh, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. And then I think somebody hands him a, a Diet Coke while he's on the gold toilet. Mm-hmm. And he just casually says, hey, is Mike Pence dead yet? Yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, overall, I thought this it was it was kind of dry. It was kind of actually like a Senate hearing in a way. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not not too super laugh out loud funny for me, but but it had its moments, like I said. It did. It did. Uh, a little long. I think this one this one clocks in like around nine minutes. Mm. So like I kind of wish maybe they would have, you know, trimmed the fat a little bit and shaved this down like. Especially yeah. the fact the way they sort of went back to Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and then to the hearing, then back to them, then to the hearing. Yeah. I kind of felt yeah. like they maybe went back to them one too many times. Yeah, we didn't necessarily need that. Uh, it, it was kind of cute that uh, Chuck Schumer was doing a DoorDash thing. Yes. Capital uh, siege. But. Uh... Yeah, yeah. I think he was like talking about like a his pastrami on rye order. I don't know. It was, it was something. Uh, uh, pretty Jewish. Well, he, like, he wanted like twelve dill pickles in the in the brine, uh, and he mm. didn't want too much mustard. And yeah, yeah, you know, it's, pickles are important. Pickles yeah. are important. Um, but yeah, yeah, and I also it, it seemed like they were also taking shots at the Democrats too, uh, quite a bit about like how, you know, it, like after even after this happens, this hearing odds are. Not much is going to happen to Trump because Democrats are a little, yeah. uh, don't have the bite. Ineffective, yeah. Yeah. Like, I think at one point this meek says, yes, we know Trump got away with a lot of stuff in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s and the 2000s and the 2010s and the early 2020s. But this ends now. Yeah, yeah. Which, <sighs> it's probably a little too true for me to find it funny yet. <laughs> no, yeah, the same thing. Like, I was like, I, I mean, I know... You know, it's they have to sort of make fun of Democrats and Republicans, the liberals and conservatives. I get that, but like things like this, I'm like, oh no, this this feels too true for me. I think to find funny. Yeah, I think I'm still like a little too stressed about this to find a whole lot of humor in it at the moment, at this moment in time. Yeah, no, yeah. agreed. I'm I'm with you, same boat. Because I'm just like, oh, please let something fucking happen to the dude. Yes. Can't people who commit crimes face uh some type of, you know, actions? Yeah. yeah. 
yeah. be, be held accountable for those crimes? Is can we accountability consequences? Any of those would be really nice. Yeah. yeah. Are there no consequences for crime? Can I mean? Oh, see, I think this is maybe the secret reason why a lot of people just want to be super rich so they can just like get away with stuff. And oh yeah, yeah, that's the dream. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, yeah. I want to buy my mom a house and everything, but you know, I also want to commit treason and and uh, not face any consequences for it. Well, also, you know, worrying about money—that shit's stressful. <laughs> it is. It really is. It's it's very stressful. Yeah. Oh, oof. Um. Oh my lord. So. So, uh, okay. uh, so donate to our Patreon, guys. On. <laughs> yeah, please. Um. Nondashproductive.com. Yes. Uh. Okay. Um. Uh, you know something I noticed in the intro uh, this week was uh, that I got a little kick out of first two people in the intro. Uh, Michael Che and Mikey Day. So we got hey. a finding thing going on. I I was like, oh, that's cute. Che I- and Day. Or- yeah. Yeah. Che and Day. Oh, wish we had another person that names rhyme with Che and Day. That would make another it- Michael. Yeah, or Michael. Mike or. Can we make Michael Longfellow a, a permanent member now? Well, he, he uh, if he agrees to change his last name to something that rhymes to Che and Day, you know, yeah, like, like Michael Lay. Yeah, oh yeah. What's up, y'all? Which would also be a great porn name for him. Mm. Writing it down now. Yep. <laughs> Preserving the URL. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, so next we have our uh, monologue with our host and musical guest for the week, Megan the Stallion. Um, yeah, she comes out in like a sheer, you know, body out, you know, cat suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, very see-through, very uh, share in the 80s. It's, yeah. Uh, you know, like hugging the curves and just, ooh, yeah. getting everybody all hot and bothered. Yeah, yeah. Um. I don't know there's much to say about this monologue, honestly. I don't feel like a whole lot was said, really. Uh, yeah, I mean, like it seems like she was bringing up a lot of stuff that people who follow her and know about her would already, you know, yeah. applaud and know about. Like, you know, she talked about her aliases, like uh, Tina Snow, H-Town Hottie, which she gets because she's from Houston, Texas. Um, she brings up the fact that she got a college degree, which she did. Uh, right. recently whilst uh, being a rapper. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and uh, I'm also talking about her website, badbitcheshavebaddays2.com, because, you know, mental health is uh, very important to her. So she's yeah. like, let's, let's put that out there. And, yeah, and she had to assure people that it was real and it's not just a joke name. It does sound like a joke when you, fear, when you first hear it, though. Yeah, especially in the context of an SNL monologue. But I felt like the monologue overall, she she was just kind of ping-ponging from subject to subject and wasn't sticking with anyone. I didn't feel like there was a main thrust of the monologue, really, you know? Uh, yeah, no, I could see that. She was kind of hopping from thing to thing. Like, she made a joke about, you know, uh, being able to do a British accent. And, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, there was no, like, kind of main uh, through line through it. Like, I think with most monologues, their main purpose was, oh, if you don't know this person... Here's a little backstory about them. Here's what they went through, and here's yeah, here's you what know, they're about. Yeah, exactly. Whereas with this one, I feel like you kind of need to come to the table knowing what she's about 
to sort of yeah, get... maybe that was it. Maybe it's I'm I don't have I didn't have the requisite Megan the Stallion familiarity. Yeah. I really only know her from when she was on the show before. Yeah, did you not do your Megan the Stallion homework? Did you not read the cliff notes? No. Oh, John, John, this is so. This was on you. I I guess. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, like and, and at the end, she makes a mention of, uh, you know how she doesn't know why Popeyes doesn't carry her hot sauce anymore, which was a thing. I think she had. Oh, that was her hot sauce. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. She had like a thing, like a like random a... thing. She was being asked about black culture. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, John, no. Okay. It was a thing where, like, about a year ago, I think she had like some like tie-in with Popeyes, and like Popeyes had like you know Megan the Stallion hot sauce chicken sandwiches or something like that, and she did like ads for Popeyes, and I guess it was like a limited time only thing. That would have been great context to have, um, if she just said like, "No, I don't know why my hot sauce isn't at Popeyes anymore." But I think she just said, no, I don't know why the hot sauce is. So I was just like, okay, is are people just assuming she's the spokesperson for all black people? Yeah. I, that was what the joke was. It, yeah. it was just really not clear to me. So. Yeah. I, yeah. You, you kind of need to know about the hot sauce. You know, I, I of course I know cause I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in tune with the uh, black culture. I, you go I'm, to the meetings. Yeah. I get it. I go to the meetings. I'm, I'm from the streets. Right. Now I mean. Yeah, and so I knew about that, but yeah, if you didn't know about the Popeyes hot sauce thing, yeah. I could see that joke kind of going Which, over your head. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it did kind of. I don't. I think a lot of people didn't know about it too. So it might have fallen flat with a good number of people. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, Whitey, you can say it. <laughs> I, your words, not mine. <laughs> uh, this monologue, by the way, written by Alex English and Jake Nordwind. Uh huh. So, uh, should we move on to the first sketch of the night? Let's do it. Yeah. Move right along. Of the night. Hot Girl Hospital. This was written by Alex English, Gary Richardson, Will Steven, and Devin Walker. Mm-hmm. Um, this, yeah. This was uh, Megan, Ego, and Punky, and they're, like, running a hospital together, but it's it's like they do makeovers. They don't really do health stuff. Yeah. Like, when I first saw this, like, I was, I got a little bit of... Like PTSD, Vietnam flashbacks of uh, Gen Z hospitals. So I was like, "Oh God, please no, don't don't let this be that." Yeah, and uh, it it wasn't. It it take a yeah, it took a turn. Like where they take, uh, they they're glowing up their community one dusty chick at a time by yeah. taking in uh women who are who aren't who have a a, a trash fit and uh, make them all all hot and shit. Yeah, and we see like Heidi's character uh, comes in and and does a uh, has like a makeover thing. She comes in as sort of a suburban mom type, and then at the end of the sketch, she's in like a a, a pink dress and she's got a big booty and hey, so uh, yeah, look, looking all Kardashian. Yeah, and and at one point they explain they don't really do anything medical; they just do wigs, butts, and clothes. Yeah, at one point they have uh, Marcello bringing in James Austin Johnson, who's bleeding. Yeah, and Marcelo's like, "Please help my friend. He's he needs he's hurt bad. He he needs medical attention." And of course, they're like, "No, no, you gotta get out of here. We don't we don't do that." And then you see just Marcelo like quickly backing up James Austin Johnson as he's carrying him and like through the doors. Oh. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and then it had some reviews saying, you know, one review saying, "I don't feel comfortable reviewing this as a white guy." Five stars, says Variety. Yeah, yeah. 
somehow progressive and empowering. No, somehow regressive and empowering at the same time. Right. Uh, for me, this this got old very quickly. You know, it was it was one of those sketches where it was like, okay, I get the point, but we're gonna belabor the point for the next four or five minutes. Yeah, like I didn't mind it, but I definitely saw like some issues with it. Like it did go on a little too long. Like I, I mean, the, the it's a simple premise. So like when you have a sketch with a premise this simple, then what you really have to do is like elevate it and bring the energy and to really sell it. Yeah, or or find some clever twists on that premise, and I don't feel like, you know, I feel like they came up with the premise, and then they were like, okay, that's it, our job's done. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, they, they were trying to sell it. I will give them that. Like, Megan came in with some big energy and whatnot, but, like, yeah, it you could tell the premise kind of ran, ran kind of thin pretty quickly. And also, like, I think, like, Megan kind of missed a few of her cues. There was one point where uh, Michael Longfellow, the new guy, really missed the cue. Like, he was just kind of standing there quietly, like, saying, oh, do I say my line now type of, like a deer in the headlights almost. Gee, that, I might <laughs> notice that. So I wonder if I watched the, the dress version. No, I think that if you go to YouTube, I think that clip is still up. But, yeah, like, there's a part where Longfellow was, was supposed to say, where's my wife? Is she okay? And he he waits a little too long to say it. Like, it's it's like, wow. It's, it's almost like community theater. Sorry? Kind of like you in the intro, taking the Shatnerian pause. Yes. But, yeah. like, I did that on purpose. That was art. He he goofed up. Wow. Oh. That's right. Calling out Michael Longfellow. Damn. That's right. That's right, new kid. <laughs> Take it. New kid on your third week. You're That's not right. up to Darren Patterson's par. Yeah. Get better now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm I'm a jerk. Yeah, you you really are. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, like ultimately, I didn't think this was terrible, but I was like, it's not super great. I I feel like it's a weird choice to lead off the night. Honestly, I could see that. Yeah, I, I don't I don't feel like it was the strongest thing they had. Uh, no, no, not at all. Um, all right. Uh, next, we had a pre-tape. Uh, this is called "We Got Brought." Uh, it's a musical number about uh, Bowen, Ego, and Megan as three strangers who basically end up together, and they're they're the the people they came with who all grew up together. They go off and they do their own thing in the club, and they're just left to make awkward conversation with each other in a booth. Yeah, which is, I mean, I think something a lot of people can identify with when you sort of get brought to a party and you don't know anybody except for the person that brought you. And that one person walks away from you, then you're just you're literally in a room full of strangers, making awkward small talk. Just be like, uh, "Hey, so uh, what's what do you what do you you know you ask the obvious questions? What do you do? Where are you from?" And it's just it can be excruciating. You like stuff? Yeah. <laughs> what's y'all trauma? Yeah. So uh, this was all right, I think. Um, I, I like that it was about an identifiable situation and I thought it was performed pretty well and, and certainly shot and, uh, edited well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I thought Bowen was really good in this one. Like, uh, especially at one part where he's talking to Ego saying, and he's like, oh, so where do you, where do you live? Where do you, and she says, oh, I live in Brooklyn. And yeah. he says, oh, what part of Brooklyn? And he thought she said the safe part. Right. So he, of course, he 
gets anxious and is like, oh, yeah, no, I like the safe part, too. And then she actually said, no, no, I said the south part. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I also like the part where uh, Megan was like, oh, so um, I got to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. And she takes her coat and just leaves out the emergency exit. Yeah. But then you see her again later in the sketch. I think it it would have been funnier if she just like totally booked and then we didn't see her again for the rest of the sketch. That's true. I'll give you that. I, I think it was like a weird choice to just have her back. They should have like done all the awkward stuff they could have done with her and then had her just book. That's true. That would have made that would have made more sense. Yeah. And I also did like the part where uh, Bowen is like, well, this has been fun, but I really got It's getting late. I really got to go. Yeah. Ego says, what do you mean? It's 8.05. Yeah. And he's like, I don't want to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, again, it's something that a lot of people can relate to, myself included. Um, you know, hey, listeners, I may sound like I have it all together. You know, I'm Mr. Cool, Mr. Rad, you know, Big Daddy D. But I, I get... You know, I I get ang- anxious and anxiety too. I get awkward. I'm just like you normies. So like I know what you people go through. I'm one of you. Thank yeah. you. I mean, me wanting to leave like five minutes after I get there. That is me going like literally. So. <laughs> um, this uh, sketch, by the way, written by Alison Gates, Bowen Yang, and Celeste Yim. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. So, uh, you know, probably one of the highlights of the evening, I would say. I wouldn't say sketch of the night, but, you know, pretty good. I'd agree. Yeah. Good. Not. I'll tell you. I'll, well, I'll let you know what my sketch of the night, what I thought was the sketch of the night. But we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. Oh, oh, this is getting suspenseful. I know. Ooh, stay tuned. Let's listen. Right. Uh, Same next, bet time. Yeah, next sketch is Deer. Mm. Uh, family. A lot of, lot of new folks. In this sketch, uh, we we had we had uh, uh, Megan and Molly and uh, Devin was in there, wasn't he? Megan, Molly, Devin, James, Austin Johnson, and of course uh, Keenan, the, the elder statesman of yes. SNL. Yes, and uh, you know they're they're at a place out in the woods. And uh, everybody was like, oh, I see a deer at the window. And then Keenan's character, who's he's the dad, he can't see the deer out the window. Right. Uh, yeah. So it's just basically, I think Keenan plays Megan's father. And it's like, dad, look, the deer's right there. Just follow my eyes where I'm pointing. And of course, he just can't see the deer. And like, part of me was getting a little worried because part of me was like, oh, is this. Is this the entire sketch that he can't see the deer? Is it? Mm-hmm. I was worried it wasn't going to escalate. I thought, like, if this is it, uh, oh boy. But it does escalate. I'll give it that. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I I got sick of this like a minute in. Uh, okay. I mean, uh, the, the I I like that. Like you said, they did escalate, and we had the deer literally waving at the window, and then the deer showing up behind the couch with a knife. Yeah. Um. But I, I that wasn't enough for me. It didn't really rescue the sketch for me. I I thought this was fucking awful. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I didn't think it was that bad, but I get it because this sketch really, again, this is a sketch that kind of leans heavily on how much you like Keenan because like Keenan was. Yeah, he was pretty. He's pretty much doing the lion's share of carrying this sketch. Yeah, and it's and it's you know and it's Keenan getting very hammy and yeah. yeah. 
And uh, yeah, like if you don't like Hammy Keenan, I don't. I can see you not liking this sketch. But I will admit, seeing Keenan punch a knife wielding deer in the face and immediately going into a karate stance, I laughed at that. I I th- I found that funny. Like if you can't, if you can't find a man punching a deer in the face funny, I, I, then I, I don't know what to tell you. Well, I mean, I generally am pro men punching deer in the face. I mean, not yeah. in comedy sketches in life, but right, they had it too good for too long. Yeah, uh, this uh, it. What can I say? It just didn't work for me, like at all, really. Okay, all right, yeah, no, that's fine. And uh, I mean, we also see Megan the stallion breaking because you know she just saw Keenan punch a knife wielding deer in the face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like again, like I. I thought the sketch was, it was a little slow to to start to get to the you know the you know the bit of a slow burn to get to the of course where the where we see that the deer was by the window we see it's like a puppet of a deer yeah. and then you see the deer you know wielding a knife and then at the end of course the deer ends up pulling Keenan's pants down I was like all right that's I think the ending kind of saved it for me but again that's just because I don't mind Keenan getting hammy from time to time but like if you do i can see this not being for you i wish i wish it had built to something bigger than keenan getting his pants pulled down you know right. I, w- I wish there'd been more physical stuff with keenan versus the deer or something I, yeah i could see that i could yeah. see that yeah, but uh, ultimately uh if you like punching deers in the face the sketch is for you yeah <laughs> Um. Next up, we had, uh, did we have the musical guest or, oh wait, no, no, we had a uh, girl talk. Next. Yeah. Uh, this was Ego as host, uh, Monique Money and Keenan as her sidekick, DJ Willie and various people come on with their problems and Monique, uh, tries to help them out by just saying girl to them. Right. That, that's the entire sketch. Right. And I think it's like the way. That like she inf- inflects the the girl, yeah. Like they understand like what she's trying to say. Like they say a lot with girl, with a, you know with a little, but they're in the they're, and that's basically it. Like they just say girl. It's like yeah, you're right. Yep. Uh, Megan the Stallion comes on, then Punky comes on, uh, then uh, Andrew D's Meeks comes on as the white dude who doesn't really get it. Uh... Oh, white people. is there anything you understand about black culture (laughs) oh so what do we think of this one i thought this was okay um i did like there was one part where we have punky johnson coming in of course to go girl girl and at this point they put out the the subtitles yeah and like like basically punky just says girl and of course, the type house say, "What's going on in the Ukraine?" Yeah. And then um, Megan says, "Girl, girl la." And then her just saying "girl la" leads into these um, these subtitles with this long, like extremely complicated ex- explanation about how the situation in Ukraine got to where it is. Right. How it basically came out of like the Russian Revolution in the '90s, and it, and Putin wanted an empire. And yeah, I wasn't really able to read further than that. I I could have paused the uh the recording but i didn't feel like it yeah no i get that i and, didn't uh, nuanced understanding of what's going on in the ukraine yeah i i just I, I just chalk it up to yeah shit's fucked up yep 
And uh, yeah, and then just Mukes came in for some advice about career. Uh, Ego says, girl, he doesn't understand her. Megan was like, well, no, let me try this because I have a boyfriend. Bro. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I get it now. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think the concept is interesting of this sketch. I didn't mind it, but yeah, it's like it, maybe it felt a little long. Maybe that was it. Yeah, I think it was definitely a little long. It it didn't really do anything for me. I'm not, I'm not generally too impressed with sketches where it's just like I'm just going to do this one thing and repeat it over and over and over. Ha <laughs> ha! We just say "girl" to each other. That's it. Yeah, I can see that. I think it needs to be short, and I think um, like Keenan's DJ character was really unnecessary. Like he didn't really add anything to the sketch at all. Yeah. Like, he would just come in being like, hey, I love my life. You know, I got two girlfriends. Everything's great. So I was like, all right, so is this, is he in this sketch because it's like a nod to some other DJ on a daytime talk show, like Ellen's DeGeneres' DJ when she had her show? Or, like, what's the... No idea. Yeah, like, like what's the what's the purpose of this character? Because he's not really adding anything. He has nothing to do with the sketch. He kind of derails the sketch and slows it down when he's on. I think they just wanted to give Keenan something to do, you know? I guess so. And, uh, yeah, and also, so this was, like, another technical thing I saw when uh, I saw this live that mm-hmm. they probably took out of the show. But there was this one point where Keenan talks about, yeah, I love my life, things are great. And then they cut to uh, Ego, and she does her lines. But as she's doing her lines, you can still hear Keenan's lines that he, like, he just said. Like sort of like over like go back, sorry, echoing back. Yeah, like I don't know if it was like some feedback or a hot mic or something, hmm. but it was like really weird. I'm like, wow, that was a really bad uh, snafu on somebody's part. Definitely didn't get that on Peacock, so I guess they fixed that. I guess I guess so, but uh, yeah, it was just one of many technical issues, glaring technical issues I saw on uh, tonight's uh, episode. But I didn't mind the sketch, but yeah, like I felt like maybe. Could have, you could have definitely taken out that DJ character because it didn't really do anything for the sketch and maybe tighten it up a little bit. But I don't know. I think I, I'm a fan of Ego and I'm, you know, I celebrate everything she does. I think she helped get it, get the yeah, sketch over. I'm, I'm a fan of Ego too. I just, I don't know. I, she's done a lot of talk show sketches and I'd, I'd like to see her, you know, branch out to, you know, do something you know just vary it up a bit and and especially with this i i just just repeating girl i i I just thought this was pretty bad i you know so far i feel like the three live sketches of the show have all been bad to one degree or another wow okay all right fair enough i'm not feeling great about the show at this point okay fair enough fair enough Uh, so far you know kind of a weak show oh boy all right fair enough uh so, yeah, next up we got Please Don't Destroy Sketch, the, the Destroy Boys. Yeah, these guys usually bring it. Um, they usually do. This one is called Wellness. Uh, we're we're back in the office after our adventure outside the SNL offices last week. Now we're back to home base. Right. And we're in their writing room at the at 30 Rock. Um, yeah. And they're just talking about how, you know, various ways they're taking care of themselves. And it just kind of... Typical, please don't destroy, nonsensical type of stuff. Yeah, a lot of basically one-liners mm-hmm. in rapid succession. Like at one point, I think Martin says, oh, yeah, I've been seeing a therapist, like, you know, right. everywhere I go. Right. And he's like, oh, you mean like hallucinations? Yeah, I don't think he's even there. 
Uh, I think at one point John did, said, did "You see a woman there." I, was it? It looked like Paula Pell as the therapist. Was it uh, Paul playing the therapist? I don't think so. No, I think it was okay. some other uh, white-haired, just, just some other woman who looked a, slightly like Paula Pell when you see her for a few seconds. Okay. Yes, it's her. Uh, it's her uh, variant. Okay, sure. Uh, you know, I think John. I think at one point John was saying, "Oh yeah, I've done intermittent sleeping. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do this thing where I take Zoloft with just the side effects." Right. Uh, so I, think, I believe Martin is joining a gym called a cigarette fitness where everybody smokes yeah and, I like uh, you guys said uh, you know hey I'm, I'm tracking my screen time i'm down to 23 and a half hours a day uh a lot of a lot of funny stuff in this i thought this this was sketch of the night for me oh okay nice all right okay. um yeah yeah it's like i thought it was like a nice quick punchy a lot of quick jokes and and out it didn't i think you know didn't really overstay its welcome uh, just kind of got in, got out, a bunch of one-liners, bing, bang, boom, yeah. uh, ram a lemma ding dong Yeah, I mean, I feel like Please Don't Destroy is generally pretty solid, so I, they're, they're a reliable go-to for the show now. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, and uh, yeah, so, wow, we're, we're moving right along here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so next up, we got the Megan Thee Stallion Performances. Yeah. My guy. Uh, she did two performances. Uh, she did one called uh, wait, hold on, let me see if I can find it. Oh, uh, anxiety. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the other one was uh, a mashup of two songs, NDA, that goes into the song Plan B. Uh huh. Okay. All right. So uh, I don't know. What, what do we think of uh, the Stallion? Um, I mean, the first one, the first number is interesting. You know, she she's dressed up like a beauty pageant contestant and all her backup singers are uh, beauty pageant contestants. And then she, and Megan has a sash that says Miss Anxiety and the backup singers have things like overcompensating, overworked, underpaid, uh, right. like that. Um, I don't know. Her music isn't really my thing, but, mm-hmm. you know, it was okay. The thing that really threw me was in the first number, at least, she's obviously lip syncing to a track, to a pre-recorded track, because there are times when she like just stops lip syncing and you're still hearing her voice coming out. Yeah, that really kind of bothered me. I was like, it's I, I, I'm, I'm just shocked that SNL does that ever after the whole uh, Ashley Simpson fiasco. Yeah, like it's. I mean, Saturday Night Live, it's supposed to be yeah, live music. And, and plus, Ashley got into all that, you know, all that, you know, all that mess over her not doing a song live. But like now, is it not as big a deal anymore? I don't know. But I mean, it, I don't think it make, makes the show look very good when they're a party to that, because obviously they know what when that's going on. Yeah. I mean, you have to set that up technically. I just I was like, wait, what? Well, what what the hell's the point if she's just standing there in costume lip syncing? I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, that just really la- left a bad taste in my mouth. No, no, no I'm the same way. Like I, when I saw, you know, I'm I'm a music purist. Yeah. Some might say, like, I still yeah. listen to vinyl, man. Right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so when I saw that, like, I was, uh, yeah, that that really, I uh, that really kind of rubbed me raw. I was just like, this isn't. It's just it's live. Just do it. Just do it live. Fuck yeah. it. <laughs> exactly, Bill O'Reilly, <laughs> from a current affair, or was it a current affair that he did that had that freak out? I thought it was like Inside Edition, or it was one of those 
cheesy tabloid shows that were syndicated. I don't I don't know if those are still around anymore, but yeah. Yeah. And uh will rightly yeah. freak out and if you want some entertainment. It's, oh my god. It's that's... great. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Yeah, that was that's... All right, you do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean when you I don't know, like off camera when like celebrities freaking out when they don't know the camera's on are always hilarious. Yeah. I mean that whole thing like uh with the Christian Bale one from when he did the Terminator film. Yeah, yeah. And like the, iconic his eye line. Yeah. Yeah. Uh oh la da 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 and uh i still remember that one from uh i heart huckabees when the director was freaking out oh yeah with lily tomlin and uh uh what was his name um he did i heart huckabees and and uh three kings and oh uh Wahlberg. no no i'm talking about the director oh david o russell david o russell thank you yes yeah and yeah yeah oh god that that was bad. That was pretty uh, interesting. That's good stuff. Good stuff, though. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so the second song, what D, what uh, NDA with that goes into Plan B, I thought was yeah interesting because it kind of started off with, with this rock vibe. It almost it almost kind of sounded like the theme song to like uh, the you know Sunday Night Football, uh-huh. <laughs> like da 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 da. It was like that big you know bombastic type of yeah. beginning, and then it, it went into Plan B, which uh. Again, like I thought it was okay, but like after seeing that she was clearly lip syncing in like uh, the first uh, performance, I was like, "Well, she's lip syncing in this one." Like the the illusion's been shattered. I was I was kind of keeping an eye out for it, and that there were a couple moments where it looked like, yeah, she probably was, but I I couldn't say for certain. On the first one, I'm I'm certain she was. So. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, but it's like you know, yeah. What's the point if you're going to come on SNL and just lip sync? You know? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe she had she, she had vocal issues or something, but I don't know. I don't know. Well, I mean, maybe then just host. Don't be the musical guest. Yeah, <laughs> we've done that before with musicians where they haven't been their own musical guest. So we have Adele did it. Yeah, yeah. So fair enough, John Trumbull. Fair. Look at you coming with some and having so, modern day solutions to modern day problems. <laughs> Well, I mean, I yeah, I, I don't know if don't lip sync on SNL is that radical of a take, but okay. Uh, well, hey, man, it is, it is here. I'm like, whoa, this this dude's thinking outside the box. Yeah, I'm I'm calling people out. Wow. So I don't oh, know. Boy. Yeah, I mean, what did you think of them as songs? How how did you like them as musical numbers? Uh, I thought they were okay. Uh, yeah, I think I'm in the same boat as you are. Where song wise, I thought they were all right. Um, I mean, I can't really great amount of performance you know because like after you see the limp sync you're like well is any of this is any of this real man yeah yeah so overall like i thought they were i guess i guess decent mm-hmm. nothing nothing to write home about yeah yeah but yeah right. like the, the lip syncing thing really did kind of like mm. yeah it just bugs me it just bugs me and it's just you know why I I just don't get why SNL would do that at all. You would think they would just put a moratorium on any lip syncing after the whole Ashley Simpson thing. I don't know. Maybe it's not as big a deal anymore. I don't. I don't know. Any of these young, all you young people that listen to this podcast, all you uh, youngsters, yeah, is, is like lip syncing like that big a deal anymore? Because you know, back in our day, it used to be like sacrilegious to do that. I mean, Millie Vanilli got fucking crucified for that shit. Yeah, their Grammys were taken away. 
Yeah, and now it's it's like whatevs, I guess. I guess. I yeah. I don't know. Uh, who oh. knows? Uh, oh. Uh, oh. All right. All right. Move on to update. Oh. Okay. I'm. I'll take that as a yes. Oh. So, <laughs> girl. Okay. Next, we got uh, weekend update with Colin Jost and Mikey Che. Che. Uh, jokes, jokes, and more jokes. Jokes, jokes. Um, just jokes from just and and Che and Che Che. I liked. Uh, I I think the the first joke that I wrote down that I really liked was was Che talking about how the uh, the Black Jewish Entertainment Alliance was was uh, upset with Kanye. Was criticizing something that Kanye uh, tweeted. And they, they said, you know, the Black Jewish Entertainment Alliance. Dude, just say Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. That was cute. That was cute. Um, uh, yeah, I think there was one where... Let me think. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. There was one where Che talked about uh, National No Bra Day, which mm-hmm. I celebrated by not supporting women. That's a good joke. It's a good joke. Solid joke. Solid joke. That is, that is a, like a solid B cup of a joke. Solid jokes. So, um, let's see. We had we had a desk segment with uh, Chloe and Heidi as Debbie Hole and Stacy Busey. A uh, bussy. Uh, bussy. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, they were they were like these two suburban moms who were criticizing Hocus Pocus two because I guess they thought it was satanic. Because apparently there was a, there was a Facebook post that went viral this week of people criticizing Hocus Pocus too. Yeah, I mean it seems like this happens a lot whenever there's something in the mainstream that has to do with like witches and warlocks. You know, Harry Potter got it too, but right. Whenever something like that happens, there are people in the in the Midwest and the South that are like this. This is you're, you're teaching the devil teachings to our kids. This is black magic, the warlocks, and what have ye. Yeah. Yeah, there's always stupid people who who do that. Um, so yeah, so they they were they were criticizing the Hocus Pocus for like indoctrinating their kids, and I thought I thought the highlight of that was where Chloe's character gets demonically possessed for a few minutes. Yeah, in S N Hell. Yeah, that was that was cute. Um, she she played that really well. Um, yeah, not bad. Like they were talking about how candy is satanic. Mm-hmm. You know, Sour Patch Kids are satanic. We're, t- we're feeding kids to our kids. What are you trying to raise them to be a bunch of little army hammers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then it ends with them saying, yeah, we got to get out of here. We got tickets to go see Wicked. Yay! <laughs> Heard That's, the fine gravity. Yeah, a nice little button there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, not bad. I didn't mind this one. I thought, was, I thought um, Chloe and Heidi worked well together, which is a pairing that this is the first time I guess we got this pairing too. I don't think they ever like really worked together like that. I feel like they've been paired before, but yeah, they played well off each other. Yeah, have have they done this before? Because like, I mean, for the most part, it feels like Chloe kind of is like a bit of a lone wolf, where she kind of just does her stuff by her own. She doesn't get paired up too often with other cast I members. I can't cite specific examples because I don't remember things, but I have <laughs> a vague feeling that they've done stuff together before and. So I'm just going to ask you to take it on faith and go with that. I will take your faith, good sir. Okay, thank you. Okay, but uh, yeah, um, yeah. Overall, I didn't mind this. Uh, I thought it was like I think the energy they had together, and the fact that 
it looked like they were having a pretty good time and like their their energy i think helped sell this uh, yeah yeah and they play off each other well i'd like to see them paired up more and we'll actually get to see them paired up again before the the show is out Mm -hmm. so um yeah that was good um i she had another good joke later on there's apparently somebody running for office who put out a sex tape yes uh i forget i hadn't heard about this story but he was like, hey, I liked uh, the sec. I, I watched the sex tape and I support him now because we share a lot of the same positions. Hey, oh, it's a good joke. So, so a joke. Uh, let me find out who that is. But yeah, I think it was somebody who's running for office. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me find out who it is. But yeah, they put out their own sex tape to show how like body positive and pro sex work they were. And like, that okay. might- sure. Um, yeah, I hold on. I uh, I forget it's who okay. it is. We don't have to know the person's name. I don't. I don't really care. Oh, we do. Oh, okay. All right. Well, okay. Here we go. Yeah, Manhattan candidate for Congress releases sex tape to promote sex positive approach. Uh, Jerry Nadler. Jerry. So, Nadler. Yeah. So look him up. He he's promoting sex positivity, and by do and his way to do that is like, hey, look at me, get it on. What's with this trick over here? I feel like it can't be a good sex tape just because he has the last name Nadler. It's Nadler's yeah. not a, like a hot name. I don't. I don't feel like anybody's getting a good fucking from a Nadler. Yeah, Nadler can't deliver that dick. No, no. you never hear some women go, "Oh, Nadler." Yeah, that, no, that... nobody's going like, "I got to get me some of that Nadler dick." No, <laughs> that is not. I I am the very first person who has ever said that sentence. Nadler. I hardly know her. Yeah. Oh, Nadler. So, so uh, that that was cute. That was a good joke. Um, and uh, lastly, we had another death segment from uh, new cast member Devin Walker. This is like three out of the four new cast members who've who've had death segments on update in the last few weeks. Yeah, I mean, if Molly doesn't get a death segment at the, you know, at the next new episode, I'll I'll be shocked. Yeah. What are we even doing? What are we even doing, Pete? So, uh, yeah, like the other folks, uh, we have uh, Devin doing basically adapted stand-up. Uh, yeah, like... Uh, talking about how he's adjusting to living in New York and how he's from Texas and how people from New York react to him saying he's from Texas. Yeah, you know, and he's talking about how New York, you see, you always see the most horrible thing you've ever seen, mm-hmm. like a kid fighting a bird. Yeah. Um, you know, and- One. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I also like, but I, I'll admit I did laugh when he asked the audience something. He's like, hey guys, so do you all think I look like a cat caller? And you can yeah. audibly hear some woman saying, yeah. Yeah, one woman just clear as a bell says, yes. <laughs> and she must have been like right up front or right near a mic or something because you hear her so freaking clearly. And it's hilarious. And it, it cracks up uh, Jay a bit. Definitely. Yeah. And yeah, it sounds like it's somebody from the crew. Like, <laughs> Like maybe script supervisor or something, but yeah, you you heard it. <laughs> yeah, and you know that's obviously not the answer he was going for. But... <laughs> He's like, I'll just ignore that and plow on through this joke. Yeah, I mean that 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 uh, unfortunately that was the the funniest moment of of the of the death segment. I thought. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the most un- yeah. I mean his his stand up's okay, but yeah, it didn't really like bowl me over. I mean, I guess we got a. Yeah good sense of who he is, you know, from Texas. 
I mean, it was it was all right. I feel like he had some good stuff in there, but yeah, like you said, it didn't it didn't blow me away. Um, but yeah, you know, I'd like to see more of him. Yeah, I know people think he looks like Pete Davidson, which he kind of does a little bit. Like he kind of really? has like the same stance or posture. And um, at all, but okay, a little bit. Like the, maybe it's his smile or his eyes or something. All right, uh, not a comparison I would have made, but all right, <laughs> it's there. People are saying it. People are saying it in these streets. I'm in these streets, John. Okay, all right. Uh, yeah, but overall weekend update, not that too bad. It was a decent update. Um, decent, you know, couple couple smiles, couple chuckles. Uh, I I think the highlight for me was seeing Chloe demonically possessed. <laughs> uh, you have a type. You <laughs> <laughs> okay? Uh. All right, so next uh, we had uh, Workout Class. Uh, this was uh, this was written by Chloe Feynman, uh, Jimmy Fowley, Heidi Gardner, and Jake Nordwin. Uh, this was Megan the Stallion leading a workout class, and she's basically like instructing everybody in how to how to get a ass like hers. Yes, because you know we all know Megan the St- for those that don't know Megan yeah. the Stallion. She has a, a large uh, posterior. Yeah. She she doesn't she don't mind uh, sh- shaking that thing. Yeah, yeah. So like I I had a feeling we might get something for the twerking. So yeah, we had to get at least one ass centric sketch. Yes, we gotta right. gotta give the people what they want. They want that ass. And uh, and then we have uh, Chloe and Heidi as two other instructors who are like the two white women who have flat asses and they're doing exercises for people who. Have or want flat asses? That's right, because you know white women they they ask be flat as a frisbee. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, you know I, I got to give a shout out to to Chloe and Heidi for just being like, yes, we will have close ups of our asses in spandex on national television. Uh, <laughs> I would I would not have the guts to do that. Nope, <laughs> nope. Um, I would not want that. But yeah, they. They went there for comedic purposes, so like, God bless them for that. I, I applaud your bravery, ladies. Like, yeah, no yeah. one, no one's taking pictures of my ass. I, I keep that thing hidden. I mean, yeah, and the and the joke is basically, yeah, we have flat asses, and here sure. get our flat asses, and uh, yeah, I can't deny they are they are very flat. It's just their waist just kind of go right into their legs. That's right, flat as the earth. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> And uh, yeah, so this is the other sketch that, like, I watched it online, and uh-huh. it's it's definitely different than what it was if you were watching it live. Because if you were watching it live, like, this is the sketch where the camera work was way off. Yeah, like I think at one point they were showing the camera was on Chloe and Heidi, but Bowen and Ego were talking, and then at one point, uh, the camera was on Megan, but like, I think Chloe and Heidi were talking, like, the, for for a little bit. Oh. Especially in the beginning, like the camera was just not on the right person. They got out of sync. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty bad. And I think a, a few times, Megan kind of missed her mark or missed her cue, which you know didn't look great. Hmm. Um, but I mean, overall, I thought the sketch was okay. I guess it was okay. Like, again, this is like another sketch where yeah, Chloe and Heidi's like energy. They're they're trying to bring it up and elevate it, but it's. It's yeah. not super strong, but I was like, I, 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 E for effort. I'll give, I'll give them that. Like, you know, yeah. Chloe and, yeah, Chloe and Heidi punching each other in the butts 
as an exercise, um, you know, just trying to get people to laugh. I was like, all right, I, I see what you're doing there. Good, good job for that. I mean, they they were giving it their all. I feel like the premise, I mean, kind of obvious. You know, it's like, oh, oh, yeah, Megan the Stallion. Let's do a sketch about asses. Um, I I like that Chloe and Heidi. They had, like I said, they had the guts to make themselves the no pun intended the butt of the joke. Hey, oh. It was it it was a little in that formula of the uh, you know hey there's a weird thing going on here I'm gonna comment on the weird thing going on that's kind of what Bowen and Ego had to do in this sketch you know? right yeah no same thing it was hey why are they telling us how to get flat asses we do, people don't typically want flat asses huh? yeah flat ass you know calling each other I uh, know you'd expect to find in a workout class this is unusual I'm going to comment on it being unusual um, yeah. This actually that's a very like Mikey Day thing to do. And I'm actually kind of surprised we didn't get too much Mikey Day in this episode. Yeah, uh light episode for Mikey Day. True. Hmm. Yeah, it's very interesting. Mm. Um but yeah, overall, I think yeah, the the premise of the sketch wasn't the strongest and the fact that if you saw it live, you had all those technical glitches and issues that so that made it, that brought it down some more. It looked yeah. pretty sloppy. But I'll I'll I mean, I'll, again, I'll give it to Chloe and Heidi for like really trying to sell yeah. this thing. <laughs> they were giving it their all, like I said. And again, I I would not, I would not want close-ups of my ass on national no. television. So no, not at all. God bless you, ladies, for having the guts to do that. That's amazing. Yes, that's <laughs> right. Thank you for your service. And you know, can't say I'd ever noticed that either one of them had a flat ass before, but no, I'm, I I can't get that out of my head now. That's right. I look. I'm too busy looking into their eyes and at their minds yes. to notice their bodies. Into their ideas. Yes. Um. <laughs> so. Yeah. So yeah, this wasn't great. It was all right. I I didn't hate it. Um, you know, I, I think it was far from the worst thing in the show. All right, fair enough. Uh, next, uh, another pre-tape. Uh, this is called Women's Charity, uh, uh, written by Damdula and Michael Che. Uh, yeah. This is just uh, a women's charity that provides uh, chilly women with giant broken-in men's sweatshirts. For yes, of course. Get chilly. Right, for single women, because as we all know, all women get very chilly, mm-hmm. and they always they're constantly needing a sweater or a shawl yeah. or uh, your sweatshirt. Yes, yes. And so you know, after they break up with somebody, they don't have easy access to sweatshirts anymore. And so it's uh, about providing the sweatshirts to the chilly women. Yeah, uh, sweatshirts come in uh, Patriots, New England Patriots, uh, Slipknot, and Dunder Mifflin. Mm, yes. And uh, yeah, and throughout this, we have uh, Keenan singing uh, "Hallelujah" by uh, Jeff Buckley or Leonard Cohen, depending on who you favor. Uh, Leonard Cohen. Oh, of course, there it is. I mean, right. it's obviously overplayed song, so yeah. I'd rather just not hear "Hallelujah" at all, just because it's it, you know it's not bad. It's just been hideously overexposed. Yeah, it's it's like one of those songs. Like, I feel like it's one of those songs that singers sing when they want to seem like deep and. Yeah. Like emotion, emotional, and it's like, oh, I need to, I need to show my pain. Oh, I know. I'll sing Jeff Buckley's Hallelujah. 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 Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah. So this sketch, I thought it was okay. Super short. Not even two minutes. This sketch. 
Uh, it was cute though, and I feel like it was as long as it needed to be. Um, I'm, I'm surprised that it was just written by two dudes. Though I'm surprised there wasn't uh, any women. I guess it was two dudes who were sick of having their sweatshirt stolen. Yeah, and <laughs> you know, and and as we all know, women just aren't funny. They can't write sketches, as we all know. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right, John. You you said this, John, when the mics were off. So don't act like. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Uh, that's what we're doing this week. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, 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 I keyed. I keyed. I look forward to your tweets and letters, folks. Oh God. Oh God. Guys, I'm joking. People, I just said how much I liked Ego and Heidi. I'm kidding here. Yeah. I keyed. I keyed. Um. Yeah. I I like the name the St Andrews Center for Shivering Girls. I thought that was cute. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I, I enjoyed this. It's you know a, a simple idea, but it's. I like it when they have a simple idea and they don't drive it into the ground. I feel like under two minutes, it's just the right length of time for this. No, agreed. I, I like the the visual about how Megan was talking about how she was cold, and then they mm-hmm. cut to a shot of the thermostat that's seventy four degrees. Uh huh. <laughs> it's like it's chilly in here. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I liked it. Like, it, it realized that there wasn't. It, it was a good premise, but not strong enough to, you know, be over two minutes. So they just cut it out nice and short. In and out. Loved it. Good time, Thor. Mm-hmm. Especially towards the end of the show. Absolutely. And, and speaking of... Uh, the end of the show? <laughs> hey! Uh, we have a football classroom. This was written by Vanessa Jackson, Ego Dwadam, and uh, Streeter Seidel. We yeah. Ego coming in as a substitute teacher, Miss Fink, and she, she gives like a big speech like she's in... Um, what was what was the name of that Michelle Pfeiffer movie that Gangsters Paradise is from? Ah, uh, Dangerous Minds. Dangerous Minds. That's it. Um, she gives a speech about how they're you know disadvantaged youths and how she's going to fight for them and do all that. And you know the only thing wrong is that their skin w- they were born with the skin the wrong color. And right. And then and then the turn. Then the turn, which then- I like the turn. I thought it was a pretty good turn. Yeah, and and the students, uh, Megan, uh, Punky, and Devin, they say, uh, "What are you talking about? This is an honors level physics class. This is a STEM school." Yeah, um, and and it's just uh, awkward for Ego. Right. Um, I like this sketch. I thought, I mean, for me, this was kind of sketch of the night. Like, I liked how it had to turn. Like, it, it like when the when the sketch starts, you see them playing loud music. It's a predominantly black class. So in your mind, you're automatically thinking, oh, okay, this is like some inner city high school, some lean on me type of type of shit. Yeah. And um, and then Ego comes in and like she kind of backs up your you know original bias, where it's like, yeah, you you know, I know all these people out here saying you're dumb and stupid, but I believe in you. Mm-hmm. I, I believe you can do anything. Like now, I don't want anybody to be offended, but can anyone in here read? Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, the twist is like, yeah, we can all read. This is, this is like you said, an honors level physics physics class. We had to take college level tests to get here. Yeah. And then, like, it, it slowly unravels. Like, oh, oh, you're all actually really smart. And then, like, I I like that. I like that little twist. And yeah. I, I, you know, and how Ego tries to sort of slowly back away from her statements but and and as the sketch goes on you realize that the students are actually smarter than her because she didn't go to college and like i I liked it i thought ego did some strong work in here as well i thought Mm -hmm. 
I thought it was performed well. I feel like it didn't have too much of anywhere to go after the turn, you know? Right. So, like, after we find out that they're, they're AP students, I was just like, oh, okay. And, yeah, I, I don't feel like it really built too much from there. So um, Yeah, it did. I guess it did. I don't say meander, but it did kind of trail a little bit trying to figure out its way. But I didn't mind it because, again, like, Ego I, I was giving a great performance. I think at one point when Ego was talking to uh, Megan Thee Stallion's character, she was saying, see, let that all be a, you, sh- you, sh- you should all in this class try to be like a Laquisha here. And then Megan looks offended and is like, my name's Amy. What are you talking yeah. about? Like, yeah. a, I feel like that would have been funnier if like Megan the Stallion had, had just thrown the line away a little bit. You know, instead she got like a little, my name's Amy. She, she got like more indignant about it. And I feel like it would have been funnier she pl- if she was just like, my name's Amy. <laughs> yeah. She played it big. She played it big. It's, yeah. It's a choice. It's a choice. It's a choice. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then like as Ego sort of backs away, you know, she was saying like I, you know, the principal didn't tell her that this was a STEM school, and but she right. still feels like she should get paid because she was here. Yeah, and uh, and then she says, "All right, well, uh, class dismissed." And then like, well, the bell didn't ring, and then she ends up sort of smashing the fire alarm and trying to get the hell out of there. Yeah, I th- I felt like this was just okay for me. I mean, it was it was decent, but it didn't it didn't blow me away. It, I guess it's a decent thing to end the night with. Yeah, I thought it was. I mean, I, I thought it was a little bit more than decent. I like the. I like the twist, and I yeah. like the that egg. I like, like I said, I like Ego because all women are funny. Let me just backtrack what I said earlier. All women are hilarious and, and phenomenal, and yeah. I loved Ego's performance in this. Guys, like she was really selling it. I thought so. I, mean, I, I definitely put this over Hot Girl Hospital, Dear, and Girl Talk. I think it was it was better than all three of those. Definitely. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Um yeah, so and that's our episode. Wow. Um that's that's the SNL. I mean, how would you feel like about this episode overall? How you, how would you like Megan the Stallion as a host? Um as a host, it's it's a bit of a mixed bag. I mean, you, you could definitely tell she was kind of inexperienced because i mean if you look at her work on imdb she doesn't have she hasn't done a lot of acting work yeah and i'm sure her uh, sketch comedy work is even lacking even more lacking um i thought the parts where she she came in with a lot of energy for a lot of parts mm-hmm. and i thought you know when she had that energy she was great but then she also kind of missed her marks a lot of time and it was a yeah. little. I think overall the the episode was a little sloppy. Her her inexperience definitely came through. At yeah, time. and yeah, sure. you know I feel like because she's not an actor, she was kind of one note. Uh, so I I don't feel like she was the best host. I I'd be totally fine if she doesn't come back and host again. Uh, I I would too. Like I think they kind of just pat her on because you know she's a big name, big celebrity, and of course. SNL is always trying to get the young audience and yeah. trying to go viral on the ticker talks and the Instagrammers and the, right. the, the tweeters and all that jazz. So, you know, they're always trying to build buzz and whatnot amongst the young folks. So, yeah, of course, you'd have Megan on as a host and a guest and, you know, make, go viral and stuff. But as far as, like, her as a performer, it needs work. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah. So, but overall, like uh, this episode, I thought 
Definitely better than the Miles Teller one. Not as good as the Brendan Gleeson. So, like, right in the middle. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's definitely on the lower tier. I feel like this episode, it was more of a miss than a hit for me. Um, you okay. know, about, about the only things I'd, I'd really take away from it would be the, the Please Don't Destroy sketch. I think that's the only one I liked without reservations. All so. right. No reservations. Yeah. Like a high-end restaurant. No reservations. Exactly. Okay. All right. But, yeah, fair enough. But, uh, yeah, overall, not terrible. But uh, definitely, I don't know. I, I, I'm not I, I, full Zoidberg with it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. No. I, I mean, at first, with with those three-week uh, live sketches, I was thinking, like, am I going full Zoidberg with this one? Because I didn't enjoy a whole lot. But... Yeah, walking it over. Um, there's some decent stuff in there, so yeah, uh, definitely a disappointment after last week's show, which I thought was pretty strong. Though. Yeah, I know it's a, it's a bit of a dip down all, overall. Yeah, but I don't know. Again, the first three episodes, I guess we're still finding our footing, still trying to figure it out, and hopefully we do yeah. that on uh, footing last week. <laughs> we're still finding the footing, and then we lost our footing again. It's just. What Foot. happened to footing, guys? Footing is very difficult. I guess so. Footing is tricky. It's very <laughs> slippery there at 30 Rock. Yeah, it, it is. It's a, it's all, it's, there's just floor wax everywhere. Yep. It's just, it's just one big slip and slide. Yep. Uh, all right. Yeah. But hopefully we get our footing again on uh, October 29th. New episode of SNL. They're taking next week off and we, get, uh, we, got, we got our uh, host and musical guest all lined up. Ah, uh, and who might that be? It's uh the one and only Mr. Jack Harlow. Jack Dub- Harlow doing double duty there. Yeah, so two host musical guests in a row. I wonder if they've done that before. I That's- believe no, I believe this is the first time they've ever done it. Interesting, interesting. So. Uh, what if that's like the new format of the show? It's just it's just musicians hosting and musical guesting the show from here on out. Oh, so they don't have to pay like two different hosts. i wonder do you get paid for being do you get paid more for being both the host and the musical guest that's an interesting question i I don't know or that's that's up to your agent i guess if he's a good one or not i don't know would you just get paid for hosting i mean you're doing two jobs i feel like you should get two paid for both Mm, that's a good that's a good question we should look into that i'm i'm very curious about that now uh, listeners, uh, tweet at us. Let us know. Let's see what, if, if you, you know the answer to this uh, puzzling if, question. If you've hosted and been the musical guest on SNL, uh, let us know. Yeah, write in to us at SNL Nerd Show on the Twitter. Uh, Justin Timberlake, we know you're a big fan of this show. Yeah, Lizzo, uh, Childish Gambino, we know you listen. So, yeah. Uh, Britney Spears, Dolly Parton, let holler oh, at us. You know. Holler at your boy. Let us know. Let us know. You don't have to tell us like what you got paid, but just let us know if you got paid for both. Yeah. And why not? Yeah. Was your agent terrible? Let us know. Yeah. Talk to your people. Yeah. Let's. And speaking of the people, let's see what the people thought of this episode. Yes, we got tweets. We got tweets. Got a few comments on the Twitter sphere. We got. uh, Let's see. uh, John Agnias. Uh, uh, he's he's got the little Halloween name going uh, at Burtonesque92. He says, well, sirs, truly, you can't win them all. 
the sketches that I savored the most, like a river in a desert. I found the Please Don't Destroy uh, short hilarious, the compact Please Don't Destroy runtime being a great way to depict the swift drop in positive energy. And I loved Ego and the turn uh, of the teacher sketch. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The teacher sketch, I think a lot of people dug. Uh, We got Mikey with two E's saying, oh boy, not many laughs in this episode for me. Cold open was okay, but the monologue was weak. The pre-tapes were probably the closest they got to a half-decent sketch, but still nothing special. I always enjoy Weekend Update as at least it has jokes, but the rest just fell pretty flat for me. Flat flat as Heidi's and uh, Ego's, not Heidi and Chloe's. I meant Chloe, (laughs) damn it. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, that oh. that once again, that was Darren. That was oh. Darren Patterson dispa- disparaging your ass. I go, um, Mikey, Mikey. I, yeah, I kind of agree with you. That yeah, most of the show fell flat for me too. Um, so, uh, yeah, not not a great one. Uh, Boardman yeah. gets paid at uh, Leho the Lion or the Hot the Lion. I I can never remember. Uh, he says, uh, hello from Megan's third wig to the right. So nice. I thought this episode was great. Uh, she brought energy and personality, missed opportunity for a song. So Chris was missed. Mm. Uh, assuming you mean Chris Red. Uh, workout class was my sketch of the night. Mm? Darren has some accent competition. Also, girl. Hey, what's all this then? He's saying all got competition with the, with the accents. Yeah. Uh, he says, also, also, is DJ Willie supposed to be how Keenan Thompson feels in real life since divorce? Oh, shit. Are <laughs> <laughs> you saying Keenan's just like the, the old dude in the club now? Uh, maybe. Maybe he's got two girlfriends. Who knows? Hey, now. Hey. It's cool if they both know about each other. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. I still, yeah, that DJ character, like, what? It added nothing to the sketch. It makes no <laughs> sense to have. Fine, don't you? Like, why was he there? Like, what was the point of him? It just you uh, you were flummoxed by DJ Willie. It like you cut out DJ Willie, you got a whole, you got a a much better sketch, or definitely or improved sketch. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you get rid of that joke of just saying "girl." Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, then then uh, then I think you got something. You get rid of that entire sketch. Mm-hmm. You have a much better sketch. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, next door. Do this sketch and did another sketch instead. It would have been better. Hire us, SNL. Hire us. Yes. Uh, and we got next door at next door says, I put this episode better than the premiere and not as good as last week. The pre-tapes were the high points. That and the 10 to 1. Chloe was probably my VIP. I think he, or maybe he means MVP. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, dead yeah. bit. VIP, very important person, yes. Yeah. Uh, Devin had a good ep, but Che is a bad setup man. Ooh, Ooh. damn. Che, Nick Storr is calling you out, son. Shots fired. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> uh, lastly, Mikey looks lonely. I think he's <laughs> I think he's missing Alex and Kate. Well, I mean, he. yeah, Mikey did play off Alex a lot. They paired up a lot, and uh, yeah, I'm... Yeah, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe he doesn't pair up with 
some of the remaining people as much. Uh, but he, he's still a strong performer, and it was it was an unusually light show for him. Yeah, I guess it is weird. Like, I mean, at this point, he's like the senior class, and mm-hmm. it, like everybody else is kind of like you know freshmen and sophomores. So it is kind of weird to be like the old the old guy at the club, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to see him leave the show, but it wouldn't surprise me if he wound things up after this season. But, yeah. Uh, I don't yeah. know. Maybe when Cecily comes back, he and he and Cecily can cook something up together. That yeah. Be- yeah, maybe. I could see that. I could see that. But yeah, isn't Cecily coming back on the 29th? Uh, I feel like that's around the right time for her to be coming back because I think she was winding up her, her uh, play on the West Coast uh, towards the end of October. So I think she will be back by the 29th. All right, so uh, you know, boys and girls, gird your loins. We got Cecily Strong possibly coming back to the show. Ooh. I mean, that'll that'll be fun. It's always nice to see her come back, and it'll be neat to see her added into the new beginning, and you know, see what they do with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm 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 calling it right now. Uh, we're going to see her dog. We're going to see her dog Lucy. Oh. oh my God! I missed that damn dog. Yeah, I miss that dog. I mean, kudos to Bowen for for getting a dog in the opening credits. Uh, you know, I just want I just want to see Cecily and and her dog. She always seems to work her dog in somewhere, so I want to see that tradition. Her keep that tradition going. That's right. We need that. We need that dog more than ever. Yes, we how really. more than ever in these trying times. I, I just I just want to see a cute dog on a weekly basis. That's that's yeah what I want to see. And uh, lastly, our friends at Saturday Night Vibes, uh, SNL underscore Vibes, uh, they respond to the uh, gif you posted of Keenan punching out the deer and doing the karate stance. They say, this moment was top three hardest laughs of the night. Yeah, anytime you punch a puppet, it's hilarious. I mean, I, I think I'm I'm more partial to the puppet, to the knife-wielding puppet, you know, just because it always looks so intentionally lame. Oh, I see. All right, so it was the knife that threw it off for you. No, no, I'm I'm saying the knife is better than the punching. Oh, I see. Got it. Yeah, got so it. I, I'm I prefer the the knife wielding deer to the punching the deer. Got it. All right. All right. So, I can um, do that. You know, it, not one of my top three moments of the night, but you know, nice nice to see. I'm glad you enjoyed it so much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At least you were happy, Darren. Yeah. Thank you. So, Thank you. My happiness is important. Yeah, I mean that's that's how I've always felt. So, um, yeah. So SNL off next week, you know, which is it's kind of weird because it feels like we just got started in the season, but you know we're already three episodes deep. So what are we gonna do next week, Darren? What what what, what? in the world are we gonna do? Well, we figured, uh, John and I. Well, yeah. it's it's uh, it's 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 late October now. Yeah, the, ho- the Halloween season is upon us this the, is true. the the ghouls and the ghosts and the you know the pagan rituals they're they're here right so let's do a halloween themed movie let's talk so, about one of those okay so so what you're saying is we need a halloween themed movie preferably one starring an snl alumni to to get our to keep our theme going got it yes right okay so so what can we do for that? Let's see. There's there's got to be at least one of those, right? There's got to be one. There's got to uh, be one. Done like three Ghostbusters movies, so kind of slim pickings there. Yeah. So we 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 thought outside the box. Like, let's. What else can we do? What's what's a horror, scary, freaky movie that has an SNL cast member? Maybe 
an SNL cast member that uh, was the uh, anchor on Weekend Update with uh, long, mullety black hair and uh-huh. said babe a lot and uh, was, you know, incredibly cocky and talked in long diatribes. Right. And made lots of obscure references and maybe yeah. his like pivoted to the right wing in in recent years. Ooh. Yeah, well, we'll, get, <laughs> we'll get into that. And I mean, what if what if it also what if this movie also stars some models who are not terribly experienced at acting? Can yeah. we do that? We you can take out that terribly because they're well, just not. <laughs> what if what if we also had Corey Feldman in there somewhere? Yeah. Just Corey Feldman in there for no reason. Yeah. What if we had all that? What if a movie had all that? And what? What if? What if this movie was also a spinoff of a show that ran on HBO? Yeah. That was based on a an EC comic from the 1950s. What about that? Is there some movie that encompasses all of that, Darren? Ladies and gentlemen, I think at this point you know we've what we're talking about. The one, the only. Tales from the Crypts presents Bordello of Blood. Yes. It's yes. it's it's Dennis Miller, Angie Everhart, Erica Alaniac from from Baywatch and Under Siege, Corey Feldman from Stand By Me and other stuff that's not as good as Stand By Me. And <laughs> they're, they're in a Bordello of Blood. Of Blood. For a movie. Yeah, it's a movie that I remember this movie coming out because I guess this came out like '96, so that's I probably just started college at that point. Yeah, and uh, yeah, this is one of those movies that's pretty infamous. If you read back about the production of this, yeah, it's it's pretty legendary and pretty. It's basically it boils down to this: that Dennis Miller is a misery to work with. (laughs) Some stuff went on. There's. There is, we discovered this week, there is a podcast about how hellacious it was to make this movie. There is an entire podcast about it called yeah. How Not to Make a Movie. Yeah, this is this is going to be a good one, folks. I can, I can feel it in my bones. So A lot of fun is going to be made of it. And mm-hmm. just, we're really going to go down the rabbit hole on this one. So, uh, yeah. yeah. And we're going to have a special guest uh, returning to the show who's going to, help us out uh, talking about the movie. Uh, so we're looking forward to that. So yeah. Yeah. Bordello of blood. Yeah. Uh, I've never seen it. This will be my first time. Uh, I was a casual fan of tales from the crypt, the TV show. So this will yeah. be because I'm a bit of a scaredy cat when it comes to horror movies. So right. this, but I'm hoping this will, this movie will be, will be more cheesy and tacky than actually scary. If it is, I'll be good. Um, I actually have seen this movie before, and oh. yes, you are guaranteed the cheesy and tacky. Yes. Um, I don't really remember it being scary. Uh, I don't really remember it being ultra gory. I think it's kind of gory. I mean, I haven't seen it since it was out. And when did it come out? Like nineteen ninety four? I believe ninety six. Ninety six. Okay, that sounds right. Um. So yeah, so I haven't seen this in in. Uh, over 20 years so i can't wait like i the one thing i'll i'll tease it for our listeners the one thing i did notice is that um tales from the crypt was a really popular tv show on hbo and they were going to do a trilogy yeah of horror movies so yeah. the first one was demon knight and the second oh. one was this movie bordello of blood 
And this then movie, after that, they were like, uh, yeah, we're, we're good on the third movie. <laughs> yeah, this movie did so badly, they canceled the third movie. They're like, no, we're, this yep. is... Yep, they're like, uh, yeah, we're, yeah, we're good. Um, yeah. So, okay, so this this will be interesting. This will this will this will give us stuff to talk about. I think yes. this will be a hoot. This this will be fun. I am kind of looking forward to seeing this. And if you want to join us in checking out Bordello of Blood, it is uh, on Peacock right now. So, uh, yeah, join us on on Peacock and, and and check it out. I think it might be on the premium. You might have to pay for it. So. <laughs> yes. So yeah, sorry about that, but yeah, but uh, yeah, watch it, watch along, and uh, let us know your thoughts. Uh, let us know your thoughts on our Twitter at SNL Nerd Show. As always, tweet at us. Let us know. Yeah, let's. Uh, we got the Patreon up at non-productive.com. Give us some money. Give us some dough. Leave yeah. a review for Pete's sake. Let us know what you think about this thing. It's been a long time since we got a, a review. Uh, yeah, if you leave us a nice review. We'll read it on the show. Absolutely. Yeah. And- yeah, and as always, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Darren Credible. That's D-A-R-I-N Credible. And you can follow me in both of those places at Trumbull Comic. That's T-R-U-M-B-U-L-L and the word comic. So thank you very much for listening. Once again, thank you for the support. Thank you for the retweets. Thank you for the comments. Thank you for all that. Thank you to the hotties. Thank you, hotties. Thank, Thank you, hotties. I I mean, maybe that should be our new sign-off. Thank you to the hotties. Ooh, I like that. So, I, right. I, I like I like that very much. You do, yeah. I mean, because because really, the hotties they don't get enough appreciation. Nah, yeah. Thank you, hotties. Thank you for Thank everything you, you do, for all you do, for being hot and stuff. <laughs> and thank you to the flat ass people too thank yeah. you for all you do and all the appreciation that you don't get for your ass that's we right see, we see you flat ass people yeah you make the world go around that's right uh, I didn't mean yeah, round to, uh, no. No. sorry if that's a triggering word <laughs> um, so anyway we will be back next week with Tales of the Crypt presents Bordello of Blood but until then Nerds Nerds out. This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablaoui. This program and many others like it on the non-productive network is distributed under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com.